And we are live with the Dawes Gang Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, welcome. And I am your host, Zach Austin. An overview of what we're going to have here tonight. Unfortunately, we will not have guests on this episode. For the final time, I've just decided we're going to go solo tonight. Um, There's a lot been going on in sports. Um, In this episode, we're going to talk about a lot of football and maybe a little cross country at the end if I get to it. First, before I get into anything else, you know, any high school football, first let's do a recap of college football. You know, the Dickinson State Blue Hawks cap off their eighth straight conference title in the playoffs, even, even though they came up short, 49-7. to It was another great season for them as well, as had been the case the previous eight years. Um, the score was 49-7. to um, The Hawks got their only touchdown in the third quarter, I believe, with Aaron White connecting with Caden Kuntz for the touchdown. And Blowout City 49-7. Meanwhile, over in Grandview, Iowa, Carroll had a much closer game, losing to number two-seeded Grandview 17-14. We will see if Troy Purcell can carry that Carroll program to new heights. He's certainly on the rise. You know, I said earlier that Carroll football should be coached by a Carroll College guy, and Troy Purcell is that. He's had very much success at the high school and college levels, and he should be, in my opinion, as well as a lot of other people's, in the Montana Coaches Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, over in Bozeman, the MSU Bobcats, wow. I figured the Cats would win, but not by that much. As they defeat the Grizzlies 55-21, to to clinch the share of the Big Sky Conference title for the first time since 2012. A big win for the Cats. To my knowledge, that has to be the largest margin of victory in the history of the rivalry. The Montana Grizzlies still lead the all-time leading lead in the series, 74 and 42 and 5, but the Cats have now won 5 out of the last 6 meetings and Jeff Cho turned that program around several years ago, and now Brett Vegan is doing the same, bringing that championship mentality. They'll have a bye next week and host a playoff game. You know, and I was actually talking with my dad on the phone today, and we'll have to see if we can go to any of those. So a couple highlights for the game. Obviously, college game day made it a little bit more exciting. This was, I don't want to say once in a lifetime, but if, if college game day ever does come back to Bozeman, it's going to be a long time. You know, I kind of wish I would have gone. My brothers who live in Bozeman were not at the game, but they actually went up at halftime to see what was going on, you know. Anyway, there were a lot of players on both sides that got to play. Um, you know, I brought up Jeff Choate's name earlier. His son, Jory Choate, got his first touchdown on a blocks punt. That was pretty sweet. And... Tommy Malott, as usual, lived up to the touchdown Tommy hype. And former six-man football player Trayton Pickering caught a touchdown pass. And the Grizzlies just didn't have much of an answer for him. Um, anyway, 
High school state championship games were the highlight of the weekend. Helena Capital, my cousin's alma mater, won their first state title since 2011 with a 35-14 win over the Bozeman Hawks. Two programs that have been very successful over the previous decade. And Helena Capital pulls it out. Not only is Helena Capital state champions for the 12th time, which is the third most all-time among any school in any classification, but Helena Capital is the only school to win state titles in the 1980s, 1990s, 2000s, and 2010s, and 2020s. That's all six consecutive decades that that school has been in existence. Unbelievable. Bozeman, while they're a very young team, they did not seem to have much of an answer at Vigilante Stadium, on a very cold Vigilante Stadium, which, oddly enough, it was four degrees at kickoff, just like that Dickinson State game I described in my previous episode. It was about four to five degrees at kickoff, and it stayed that way the whole time. Oddly enough, in the 15 times that Helena Capital has been to the state championship game, 16 actually, I think, yeah, 16 times Helena Capital's been in the state championship game since 1978. I think this is only the third coldest championship game that that team has played in. Only the third coldest. I am told the 96 championship game that they won was below zero, and 1978, I am often told stories of that game. That was below zero. Both of those games were Helena Capital wins against Great Falls CMR. This one was against Bozeman, and Bozeman had an admirable season beating their crosstown rival in the semis and getting back to the chipper for, let me think, this is their sixth time since 2010 and eighth time in program history. Much respects for a program that hadn't won a state title in the 90-plus years and that they have won four since and been in four title games. Hats off to my dad's alma mater, even though I'm somewhat biased, and I think they'll be back next year. Good season in double-A football. Anyway, the game of the day that I was looking forward to, ladies and gentlemen. I was looking forward to this game. Billings Central versus Lewistown in the Class A state championship game. Lewistown, for the first time since 2001, won the state A title with a 34-14 shellacking of the Billing Central Rams. Or should I say the Billing Central Recruiters? <laughs> anyway, it was not much of a contest. Lewistown scored on three of their first four possessions. 21 to nothing lead before Billing Central was able to tie it up. Billing Central made things interesting in the third quarter with another touchdown pass from Adam Balkenbush. And it was 21 to 14. Costly turnovers proved to be too much for the Rams. The Rams turned the ball over five times in the contest, and Lewistown quarterback, the story of this game, Lewistown quarterback Gage Norsling had a hand in all five Lewistown Golden Eagle touchdowns. 
Just a little bit of a fun fact about Gage. A little less than 10 years ago, when his older brother Mitch and I were going into junior high, his older brother Mitch Norsling and I were on the same team at Montana State Bobcat football camp. So it's pretty neat. Just something I thought I'd throw in there a little bit. But um, Lewistown proved to be the best team in Class A this year. And Billing Central, well, three they fall to 3-8 and eight in state championship games in the Jim Stanton era. And despite having been in 11 of the last 19 championship games, a great program. They have the second enrollment, second lowest enrollment in, in Class A, and they've been to 11 of the last 19 championships and 10 of the last 16. People might sound impressed by that, but I'm going to be, be the one to tell you it don't happen by accident. It did not happen by accident. For the second time in three years, the Rams finish as runners-up in their third trip to the title game in five years. That Billing Central program has reached the quarterfinals every season since 2003. We could say what we want about Billing Central, but much respect to Coach Jim Stanton, who did another admirable coaching job, as he usually does. And my good friend Rocky Erickson will be the first to admit that. Class B, you had Florence. Defending their Class B title. They were the only repeat champion this year in any classification as they defeat Missoula Loyola for the Class B title. In Class C, let me think here. In Class C, eight man, it was Belt over St. Ignatius for Belt's first state title since 1994. And in six man, it was Big Sandy over Broadview Lavina. It was a very eventful weekend of state championship games that we had. But anyway, this Lewistown Central game did not appear to be close. You know, Billing Central comes in. Central actually did make a game of it. I, it wasn't exactly close, but it wasn't a blowout either, even though Lewistown did win by three touchdowns. Anyway... Central had their chances, though. You know, five turnovers. I mean, they come in. You take take a look at it. It should be 14 to 14 at halftime, but it's 21 to seven because of mistakes they make. You know, Cade Boyd fumbles inside the five yard line for Billing Central. He's one of the all time leading rushers in Class A history, and he fumbles inside the red zone. That was costly. And then Lewistown came back and did it. It is Lewistown's first state title, as I previously mentioned, since 2001. In that 2001 season, Lewistown was undefeated just like they were this year. 11-0 that year, 12-0 this year. Led by, led by head coach Gary Gebert, which is, who is arguably the best coach the Lewistown Eagles have ever had. He is in the Montana Coaches Hall of Fame. And in that 2001 championship season, they were led by star running back Dana Knox, who transferred from Denton. And they went up to Whitefish, 
and defeated Whitefish 12-9 for their only state title in only their second. This is this was only their second title game in the modern era. They had been to three all-time, 1921, 2001, and 2022. But hopefully this will start a good culture for that program. The football title on that day in 2001, for my money, wasn't even the most impressive part of that day. It was November 17th, 2001, a day that people in Lewistown would remember forever. Not only did the Lewistown Eagles win their first ever state football title on that November 17th fall afternoon in Whitefish, but after that game, some players and coaches went back to Lewistown. However, most of the players, maybe even thousands of fans, players, got in their cars and drove down Highway 93 to Hamilton for the State A Girls Basketball Tournament in the final year that it was being played in the fall. The Lewistown Golden Eagle women's basketball team was playing in the State A Championship in Hamilton against the Dillon Beavers. And that proved to be just as special of a moment. Katie Edwards, who is arguably a top five basketball player in Montana history at the high school level, fouls out with four minutes to play. But the Lewistown players rallied around here and rallied to win 56-51 to over the Dillon Beavers in overtime in the Class A state championship that year. Fun fact. You know how I mentioned Lewistown star running back Dana Knox was from Denton and he transferred from Denton to Lewistown? Well, Katie Edwards was also a Denton transfer. Two of them. The best player on each team respectively was a Denton transfer. Jesus. Man, that's the small world we live in, man. But You'll never see a day like that one, ladies and gentlemen. And to my knowledge, besides maybe a few times in cross country, maybe in track as well, in team sports, this is the only time to my knowledge that two state titles have been won in one day by one school. Such a great accomplishment. And Lewistown football really wouldn't have a long history of winning until just the last couple of years while Lewistown women's basketball program went on and won two more titles in the next three years, making it three for four. Back then, Lewistown girls had the basketball culture. Now, can Lewistown win it all again? And well, not again, but you know they got second this past year. But can they win it all again in basketball this year as well? They finished state runners up a, a year ago to Lewistown, in. An all-time heartbreaking finish as Butte Central's Dougie Peoples scores 37 points. And it's the game-winning shot at the buzzer. Lewistown's got their two best players back, and they're going to be an exciting team to watch. You know, we'll probably in the next episode, we'll talk, we're going to talk a lot about basketball in the next episode. And especially Lewistown. They have their top two players coming back. And they look to run the Eastern A again. This might be the era of Lewistown boys basketball, to be honest with you. Led by Royce Robinson, 
who led Class A in scoring as a freshman, and Fisher Brown, who was All-State as a sophomore. It's easy to see why, but this is honestly, in retrospect, this is a golden era of Lewistown Athletics, and it was nice to see them win yesterday. Another fun fact that is impressive as I've ever seen, each of the last eight years in Class A football has produced a different state champion. In 2015, it was Whitefish. In 2016, it was Dillon. In 2017, it was Columbia Falls. Billing Central won in 18. Mile City won in 19. Laurel won in 20. Hamilton won in 21. And, of course, Lewistown this year. That's eight state champions I just named in each of the last eight seasons. That's got to be the first time that's ever happened in any classification as well. It's awesome that Class A football has been as fairly even as it has been. You know, you never know who's going to be good. And that's one of the things I've loved about watching it over this last eight years. Whitefish was the first team to do it. And they won their first state title since 1979. And... The next year, you had Dillon, when Troy Anderson was a senior, winning their eighth state title over Columbia Falls. Columbia Falls came back and won it the next year over Hamilton. Then, of course, Billing Central did it. 19-Mile City. I'm going to talk about a lot about that team in future episodes. Laurel in 20. That was their third state title. and Sweet revenge it was for that team as they... Blanked Billing Central 34-0 for the chipper that year. Billing Central had it coming. You know, it was perfect karma. Storybook ending for them. And then Hamilton finally go out over the hump and won their third state title in their first since 1998 last year. And of course, Lewistown won their first in 21 years this year. So maybe, who knows? Maybe next year we'll see a ninth. We will wait and see, but... Who knows? I'm willing to bet there is. Cross-country season is over. We had a bunch of cross-country results for you. Everyone except Division II in college cross-country had their nationals. Not the least of which includes the Montana State cross-country team. Qualifying for nationals and running at nationals. For the first time since 2002 when head coach Lyle Weiss ran on the team. Not the best showing that the Cats would have hoped for, but they have all but one guy coming back next year. So we'll, we will see if they can do it next year. Scoop's going to be exciting to watch, and I think they're just starting to find their stride. Highlighted by Duncan Hamilton, who has willed them all season, and my good friend Levi Taylor and several others that I could name off. Cooper West, Rob McManus, Owen Wilson. No, Owen Smith, rather. Um, let's see, who are the others? Yeah, I already mentioned Cooper West. Matt Richtman. Matt Richtman was the man of the hour at the NCAA championships, earning All-American honors with a 40th place finish. Richtman whose sister was a national champion at 
Montana Tech, and who is also a 28-minute 10K guy on the track, becomes just the third Montana State Bobcat cross-country runner to earn All-American honors in the program history. The previous one was Lyle Weiss, his coach, back in 2002. And the previous one before that came in the early 1990s. Two-time national champion on track, Shannon Butler, who is regarded by many, myself at the very least, as the greatest distance runner to ever come out of the state of Montana. That's impressive company to be in with Lyle Weiss and Shannon Butler. And the Cats, 25th. Again, not the result they were hoping for, but my kudos and hats off to them. I got friends on that team, and it's just awesome to see. And here in the next couple episodes, you'll probably hear me interviewing Duncan Hamilton for that one, you know. Bozeman High, class of 83 kids, they're, they're children talking on a podcast. So, and meanwhile, a couple weeks earlier, the DCC Buccaneers sent two individuals to nationals. Connor Chase finished in the top half of his race, and Eberlin Gashk was the person of the hour for DCC Cross as she takes third place. I'm excited to see how she does on the track as well. She earns All-American honors. She is the is the third time, and she is the second individual to do it. She was All-American both years in her time at Dawson. Here's hoping Coach Alex can field a full team together. I think once she's able to get a full team together, that's when that program will really take off. I'm hoping she's able to do that. If she can step up her recruiting game. <laughs> anyway, um, but great season nonetheless for them. I'm excited to see how she does on the track. You know, I'll probably see her at some of the meets as well. Exactly one week later on just this past Friday, a couple individuals from Dickinson State ran at Nationals and Will Flowers and Cole Jensen, who are two of my teammates, and Sarah Griffiths and Grace Tim. On the women's side. And both all of them finished re- respectable. I am told that Dort won the team title in the NAIA National Championships over at Tallahassee. They tell me it was very hot and humid down there. But they also tell me it was a very beautiful course. I often talk about cold sporting events on here and. I may have talked about cold football games on this episode and on the last episode, but NCAA D2 West Regionals were held in Billings at Ament Park this weekend, which admittedly is not one of my favorite courses, but it was held this weekend. This isn't the first time this has happened either, but it was held, to my knowledge, in probably zero degree weather or less. Well, I there's a chance I might be wrong on that, but I am positive that it was an unbelievably cold meet to be at in probably zero degree weather to five degree weather. I'll have to ask Ace Ackerman, who is beginning to finish up a stellar career at MSU Billings, you know, like Duncan Hamilton and Levi Taylor. Ace, 
is also somebody that I have fond memories running against in high school. And I'm excited to see how Dia does on the track as well. He might he have some school records by the time he's done with that. And anyway, I think I've gotten to everything for today. Once again, we unfortunately cannot have guests on this episode. In the previous episode, I said if we don't have guests on the next episode, we'll have guests in the episode after. This is that next episode, <laughs> okay? And the episode after will be the next episode, as Snoop Dogg would put it. The next episode. <laughs> On the next episode, we will have guests, and I'll give you a hint on the first guest. It rhymes with Schmeiler Fury, all right? Schmeiler Fury. And we will have him on on the next show. And we will have more guests on in shows to come. But on the next episode, we will interview a, a particular person in the next episode. And like I said in the next episode, we are going to be talking a lot of basketball. Stay tuned for what is to come in the coming months and days and weeks. Once again... You know, friend me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at ZDollars underscore. You can follow me on Instagram at, at ZDollars underscore gang. You can add me on Snap. But anyway, it's your boys' dollars. Sign off for now.